He's a man who knows a lot about pushing through the pain barrier and the war of attrition is our next guest, Aussie tennis star Tanasi Kokonakis joins us. Tanasi, great to catch up again, mate. Appreciate your time. Pleasure, fellas. Thanks for having me. You're in Melbourne. You're at the Melbourne Cup. I saw on, on your socials. How was it? I was. I was doing the rounds. I'm not a big horse guy usually, but it's a uh, it's a fun day. I was there with Schweppes, and uh, yeah, it was pretty hot in the suit, though, not going to lie. Mm. All right. Well, you, you can wear shorts now. You didn't take up that option? No, I did it at my mate's wedding once. Uh, I think it was pretty frowned upon then, so I got crucified for that, so I stayed away this time. <laughs> what sort of training phase you're in at the moment, Tanasi? Uh, I'm in a tricky one. I rolled my ankle sort of last week, so I'm in a bit of rehab um, while trying to kind of condition at the same time as well. I've got one big uh, tournament left in Davis Cup, so I'm leaving on Sunday to Paris uh, and trying to uh, get with the boys there and train hard and, and hopefully uh, hopefully put us over the line. We'll see how we go. So when, when you're incapacitated by, say, an, an ankle, uh, are you in the pool? Are you, are you doing uh, versa climbing without the weights? Yeah, so anything I can sort of deload on my ankle but still keep the conditioning is, is the goal. A lot of band exercise, a lot of rehab work. Um, yeah, just trying to trying to get back to being on the court as soon as possible. It's um, it's not too serious, which is good. So I'm definitely a good chance of, of playing in a couple of weeks. But yeah, just trying to do everything right. A lot of icing and all all that. Staying off the staying off the drinks in Melbourne Cup and sticking <laughs> to the uh, pink lemonade from uh, Schweppes. <laughs> Smart. I, I love um, the way you got that in. So that was good. That was creative. It's the second time yeah, he's got it in. That was creative. Yeah. <laughs> well, well played. Um, you must know a lot about your body now. I feel like you've had a reasonable run at it. I mean, it's always you've always got to manage it. That's probably just your plight um, throughout the rest of your career, like it has been through the early stages of your career as well. But you had a good run at it in 2023. You feel like you've got more confidence in that body, which which has broken down a, a number of times. Yeah, definitely. I'm starting to know my body a lot better. I mean, the last two years I've been pretty healthy, which has been uh, something I haven't known uh, throughout my career. So that's what it's all about, just giving myself a chance to get on the court and be able to play. The tennis season is so long, so just trying to be there and, and stay stay ready to play for the most part is the most important thing. But me and my uh, fitness trainer, uh, Jonna uh, Segal, has done an unbelievable job with me trying to get me on the court and knowing when to push and when to taper. Um, and just being able to be available uh, to be on the court and, and give my best most of the time. Mm. We know the Joker's a freak, but uh, world sport, right around, doesn't matter whether it's cricket, footy, or uh, tennis or golf, everybody's playing well and truly into their 30s. So despite the fact that your first half of your career, you've had a significant uh, struggle with injuries, it it clearly, hopefully in your mind, doesn't uh, prevent you from still dreaming big, and that's top 10 big. Yeah, I mean, you know, when, you, when you're growing up, uh, you have goals, win slam, top 10, number one in the world, all that sort of stuff. And then a few things start to become a bit more realistic as stuff plays out. But, you know, I've beaten top 10 guys. Uh, yeah. I've won some important tournaments. I believe that, you know, if, I, if my game's on, I can match it with the best of them. You know, Djokovic, Alcaraz, these guys are, are outliers, how good they are. Djokovic could go down as the greatest athlete in all sports, uh, mm. potentially ever. So... Um, it's, it's not easy competing with these guys and they're so, it's so competitive out there. But, you know, I don't think I can put a limit on, on what I can do. You know, if I can do it once, I can, I can keep doing it. So it's just about being there mentally and, and trying to match it with these top guys. But, yeah, they're, uh, they're generational talents, that's for sure. 
I ran into your coach, Todd, the other day at a, a service station in Adelaide and asked him, and he said, like, just explaining quickly how many times he was away this year, like 35 weeks I think he was away for. Do you love it? Yeah. Like, or, or is it become a grind where we hear you know, Nick Kyrgios has been quite outspoken with, with how much of a grind it can be. What about for you? Look, it's definitely a grind. There's, there's some weeks that, um, you know, I'm sure it's like that with any any profession. So there's weeks where you love it and then there's other weeks where you hate it and you can't stand it. So the travelling for me is the hardest part. You know, mm. these guys that are playing, as you mentioned before, deep into their 30s, I... I'll, personally, I'm going to be honest, I think I'm going to struggle to be that type of guy. I love my life back home. I love being back home in Australia. I feel very comfortable here. I love playing and competing, but the travelling, especially being from Australia, kind of takes it out of you. The tennis season's 11 months long. You know, I finish up November 27 and I start again January 1st. So it's, uh, I don't know how guys do it so deep uh, into their 30s. I think being from Europe, it's a lot easier, but... Yeah, I'm trying to squeeze a few more years out of me and see what I can do because I do mm. know that I can't do this forever and I don't want to regret um, not not playing more tournaments and putting more years on the table when I'm when I'm finally done. Despite your love of uh, living at home, would you consider living in Europe for a few years just to try and maximise? I've thought about it. I, you know, a lot of the guys go to Monaco and Dubai and stuff for tax, but. That just doesn't feel like home to me. I've tried to I tried a different route this year where I stayed in Europe. I kind of had a holiday there after Wimbledon and yep. tried to play on. And I think that was maybe one of the ways I could do it to break it up. Um, but it's just different not being able to see friends and family all the time. If you're from Europe, you're only kind of a one or two hour flight away from being home or being with your family. So that's the difference. But yeah, I guess that's part of the profession I chose as being a tennis player. I wish I knew half of this stuff when I was growing up. But yeah, I don't know if I'd put my kid in it. So we'll see. <laughs> so, so you you wouldn't advise it? Like you wouldn't advise a lifestyle? Look, it's there's definitely perks perks to it, but there's also a lot of lot of tough aspects to it. You know, I kind of envy sometimes those team sports where they have uh, sort of a six month um, mm. playing period, and then they get like a two to three month off season, and then you know a couple more months to to condition because. When we play, we play 11 months. I have December where I have to try and fit in my break and rest period and also time where I want to be ready and conditioned for the Aussie summer because you don't want to be left behind. So it's tricky. I'd say uh, if you love home, I definitely wouldn't advise it. But at the same time, if you love tennis and love competing and chasing your dream, then then that's the sport for you because uh, you kind of have no one to blame but yourself. Well, it's probably not too late. I know Port Adelaide are looking for somebody about your size to fill in across centre-half back. Kane can be your personal tutor. We can we could probably arrange something. Can we? Yeah. Look, I don't know if I'm made for the backs. Um, More I a forward? Have, Bit I've of flair. decent hands and a fairly accurate kick, but I can't kick Ooh. far. Otherwise, I reckon I'll ping my hammy. So um, if you need someone that can take a mark with uh, not much endurance, I'm, I'm right up there for you. Okay. Well, we, we, I'm sure we could use it. Look, as you, I always, I'm critical of uh, the league for giving AFL players. So it's about 20 weeks off. I've sort of done the, the maths, and you would roll your eyes and go 20 weeks off, and some you players know how wouldn't pick up. That I know, and some <laughs> players wouldn't touch a footy for for a large portion of that. Like, so just you know, I've seen the way that you guys prepare, and and Leighton was famous for it, and I always respected him. But how many days of the year would you not hit a tennis ball? I can't imagine. You probably counted on two hands, couldn't you? Yeah, I have no idea. Honestly, only when I'm injured um, would yeah. probably be the time and maybe a few Sundays uh, of the year. But, 
I'm going to be honest. The only thing that kind of irks me a little bit with the footy schedule is if I hear someone complain about the flight to Perth, I'm going to lose my marbles. <laughs> That's probably it. Do you, love it. Hey, do you regret not growing up when Davis Cup was such a, a huge issue? I mean, clearly you love playing team sport with your, the doubles uh, with Nick. But the Davis Cup, when I was growing up, it was just something that everybody loved and aspired to play. And uh, unfortunately, in your era, I mean, you've got the United Cup available at the moment and that could uh, grow legs. But do you, do you miss, do you feel as if you missed out on Davis Cup representation? No, I... To be honest, I know what you mean. The home and away is, is essential. You still get aspects of it. It's not quite the same. I, When I started playing my first tie I ever played, I was 17 and I yep. played away um, in France against France. And that was that was like the old Davis Cup. Yep. I won yep. my first live rubber away in Czech Republic from two sets to love down as an 18-year-old. So I still felt that aspect. It's a little bit different now. Um, they kind of tried to make it more player-friendly. There's perks and there's also downsides to it but I'd tell you that the feeling is still definitely the same when you put on the, yeah. the feeling um, the colours for the country, you have Leighton at the sidelines going nuts, just wanting you <laughs> to do your best, all your teammates supporting you, it still it still definitely has that feeling, now playing in Australia um, and having that home and away tie with all the home support and even playing against, you know, you don't care if the other teams are supporting uh, or the other countries are supporting against you, as long as it has atmosphere and makes it feel like you're really playing for something, that's that's kind of what you want as a tennis player. So there is an element of that, but definitely miss sort of playing at home um, yep. for Australia uh, with, with kind of all the Aussies supporting against another country, that's for sure. A couple of times you've mentioned just through this chat your, your love of team sport. I, I know you're a big NBA man as well and you, you follow that. Has that been the reason why you've embraced doubles a little bit as well, just for that camaraderie and the team aspect to it? Yeah, it's... You know, everyone that watches me says on the singles court, I'm so serious and I'm trying to be locked in and you don't really have much much opportunity and time to smile, but you feel like you have a lot of downtime sort of playing doubles. Uh, you can kind of bounce back and forth with your partner a little bit. You can talk a little bit of rubbish to try to take the pressure off. And I think that's why me and Nick uh, love playing with each other so much. It kind of takes the pressure off. If we're saying something, we can feel it and, and, and say it to each other rather than kind of trying to voice it out in just frustration. Uh, when the coach can't really do anything from the side. Mm. So I think it's a good pressure reliever and something as uh, as tennis players, being individuals, you don't get too much of. Well, we, we, we've seen you team, team up. I was just going to get the last one in before at the Australian Open with him. Uh, Tanasi, have we got an update from Nick? Are you, are you in? Are you paired up? Oh, if he's healthy and, and we're both healthy, I'm definitely we're definitely in. But, you know, he obviously had a, a tough year this year with some injuries, so... Um, I know he's hard rehabbing uh, what he's got going on, so I'm hoping hoping we can see him in the summer. And um, yeah, if he's healthy to go, we'll definitely play. What, what's your what's your your goal for this year? My goal for this year, well, I hit my career high this year, which was one of my goals. Um, hadn't hit it since 2015. Um, my new goal is to try and uh, obviously break top 50. I was very close uh, yep. this year, um, but just keep pushing and stay healthy. Keep enjoying my tennis. Again, another goal would be to try and play a full schedule because that gives me the best opportunity. I had, you know, tennis, the margins are so small. I could have, I'm honestly a couple points away from being 60 and being 30 in the world. So there's mm-hmm. really not much in it. Um, and just about kind of trying to enjoy my tennis, however many years I have left and try and uh, look forward to traveling and competing. Well, I'm only an observer, but uh, top 10 doesn't look too far away if you get your body right and you have a couple of great wins. So uh, we wish you well. Thank you, mate. Thank you.
Tanasi Kokonakis, our guest. What a terrific insight uh, he has just given us there.